This is 105.9 The Region. There are so many ways of communicating these days, but nothing seems to beat the one-on-one. This is In Conversation with Ann Romer. Welcome to In Conversation. Thank you for being with us. This show is, in my view, up front, up close, and almost famous. You've got to have talent to recognize talent. Penny Noble, at the tender age of 21, decided to forego the fun and freedom of higher learning and instead got right down to business. She opened her own talent agency in Toronto on a wing and a prayer, and she never looked back. Now, decades later, Penny Noble and her partners, Rich Kaplan and Norbert Abrams, comprise one of the most successful talent management companies in showbiz, representing the best and the brightest stars in Canada. Penny Noble joins us now in conversation. Welcome to the show, Penny. Thank you. So what made you think you could open a business like this, be a talent agent, and open a talent agency at age 21? Uh, I think um, being incredibly naive is a great thing at that age because um, I, I, I didn't I didn't really think I could fail, um, but also... I thought if I did, I, I really had nothing to lose. And why show business? Why choose that field, that of talent agent? Uh, well, it was the only thing I really knew. I'd, I'd been a dancer, and uh, I'm always intrigued by by the um, entertainment business. And I'd done a little bit of modeling, and it. I, I had a, a bit of a look at the business. I was with a couple of different agencies as uh, not a child but a teenager and I, I looked at what they did and it, the whole idea of that was was very very intriguing uh, also seeing people that were really talented was something I found very exciting so the the idea of, of being a part of that career and presenting opportunities that I, I found that interesting Still, still find it interesting, in fact. So at the beginning of this interview, I said you have to have talent to know talent. So when you see someone who has talent or you, you hear someone with talent, what goes through your mind? Um, well, uh, you know, a lot of things go through my mind. I, you know, one thing is having the ability, and the other thing is having the, the drive and the ambition and... A um, little bit of business savvy and uh, great presentation skills. Uh, you know, there's just so much more more that goes into the package beyond the talent. The, the talent is the core thing. Without that, nothing we can do. But it, it's also the other things that that are that contribute to to whether someone is going to be successful or not. People are banging at your door and banging down your door to be represented by you and your team. What was it like though in the early days when you were, you know, pretty green and pretty fresh at at this business at that end of the business? Uh, at the beginning, um, I worked on primarily television commercials, and uh, I, I was lucky in that a lot of the the people that I had danced with now owned little dancing schools. So I would go around and I would find great kids and send them out to commercial auditions and they would book a lot. And I I had a few people really help me. My my old dance teacher, again, very, very helpful. 
uh, at sending just by sending me people and and um, a number of people in the modeling business that were contacts I had were also extremely helpful. But in those days, I, I was really trying to find people. So I would go to amateur theater, I, you know, any place that someone invited me to go to, where I could see people that possibly had ability, I would go. Um, that's of course very different now because people are after us. Uh, mm. But in those days, that's that's how one had to do it. Penny, was there anybody back then that you spotted that did indeed go from beyond emerging to becoming a huge talent? Over the years, they, we've just had numerous people um, through these doors who have gone on to do extremely, extremely well. And and that's that's very exciting. Um, so that yeah, that's a, a huge part of our business and and we sometimes see people when they're right out of a performing arts high school let's say and and uh you know they're just trying to get started and you know sometimes they just have huge careers, and that, that's really wonderful. That's a great part of it, a really good part of it. Some of your clients include, you know, here's a man with a great career and a huge career, Stefan James, uh, Hugh Dillon, yeah. Megan Follows, Gordon and yeah. his daughter Leah Pinson, Louise Peter, yeah. and Nicholas Campbell, and so many more. Ali Moman, who's always uh, been a bright light in theater, he was a guest on In Conversation not long ago. These are, are people of all ages and all stages of life when it comes to their acting careers. How do you manage? And, and, you know, there's so many connotations when you think of the word manage, but how do you manage a career like a Gordon Pinsent or a career like a Stefan James? What do you do? Uh, it depends on the person and uh, they, what they want to do, what they want to achieve. Um, the, our job is to present opportunities and to counsel uh, as to what opportunities clients accept um, when they're at that stage of their career. When they're at the more beginning stages, again, it's presenting opportunities, but it's, it's uh, you know, there's no picking and choosing going on. You're, you're really just trying to get out there and, and get that client known by the casting community and the production community. Um, we work in theater as well as film and television. Um, so you mentioned Ali, a great example. He and I met when he was uh, just graduating from Sheridan College in the uh, performing arts musical theater area. Uh, and you know, he's had a wonderful career. He's been able to do uh, a lot of theater as well as a lot of film and television. So he's, he's had a varied career, which is fantastic. How important is your relationship with the casting community and making sure that the people you send out on casting calls are up to standard or whatever the phrase would be, that, that it's what the casting directors are looking for? Uh, really important, really important. Uh, the casting community has to trust us and they have to know that we have a really, really good eye uh, that we have a keen understanding of what's required and what they're looking for, and uh, that when we receive the script breakdowns daily, we're just keeping in mind what what show, what 
type of people are appropriate for the various shows. And it, it, that's what building a, uh, a relationship with the casting community is about. They, they have to, to know that as an agent, you're on the same wavelength that they're on and uh, you can ask the right questions and that the, the people you're taking on for representation are people that are going to be uh, really work for them. You represent actors in stage, film, television, commercials, voiceover, animation. How has the pandemic affected your ability to do your job and their ability to present their talent? Uh, the first, you know, this time last year, when we first went into lockdown, um, our business was completely locked down. So uh, one of my uh, assistants uh said to me, this is kind of like a house of cards because phone call after phone call was canceling jobs. And so my job was for a few weeks was basically telling people that that year or so of work that they had, um, and this, this is mostly theater actors, now that you know they sometimes book a year or more than a year in advance, basically telling them the job had been canceled. And um, so we were in in this really weird situation, which we had never been in uh, in the time that I've I've had this company, uh, of the phones not ringing and the offers not coming through and everything being canceled. So so we were, our business was just completely dead, and of course um, the theater business was just decimated and. Um, for those of us that are very excited by theater and, and uh, um, most of us in this industry, theater is a huge part of our life. So it was, it was just so sad to see the theaters closed and shows canceled. So th that, that was horrible. Um, the second lockdown, um, the film business, so, so theater still on hold except for you know got to give a push here the shaw festival is determined to put on a season this year so they have actors are in rehearsal as we speak with the idea that there will be a um, not a huge as huge a season as normal but a season will go forward um, but other than that theater is still locked down and um but film and television is is alive and well and uh and uh, designated an essential service, believe it or not. So, you know, we're still in the office every day and we're still representing clients for television and film work. And, uh, you know, it's, it's look at it, it's, it's not easy. You, there's no in-the-room auditions happening, so all auditions are by Zoom or uh, self-tape, so actors have to have an, uh, their own uh, audition facility in their home um, because... That's the, the only way to, to be able to audition right now. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's incredibly different. It, it doesn't look like it did before at all, but, um, but we feel very, very fortunate in that uh, aspects of our business are still intact and are still going forward. So I look at one of your clients, like Stefan James, his his career is percolating it is on fire and then i look yeah. at, a, at a young emerging talent like sarah Waysglass. i know that she's represented by your team she is one of the stars of 
uh, a great show on Netflix that is getting rave reviews, Ginny and Georgia. So what's it's the, a, it's a great show. It is great a great show. show. I, yeah, I, I saw I would, it. Anybody, I would say it's it's dark, but um, clever. But so well written, yeah. so incredibly well written, and incredibly well acted by people like Sarah yeah. Wasteglass. So she, she was marvelous. She was absolutely incredible. What's the difference between a Stefan James and a Sarah Wasteglass in terms of their trajectory? Um, you know, I think that remains to be seen. Right? Both are are young, and yet both have been in the business. Uh, for, for many years, both started in the industry very young. Um, Sarah as a child, uh, and uh, Stefan, you know, right out of high school. Um, so I, I think the sky is the limit in both of those cases. You know, they're getting um, attention all around the world, and and uh, they're... Uh, and in both cases, you know, it, it's it's easy to see why because they are both um, incredibly charismatic on screen. Um, in both cases, they are, have great versatility and they command the screen completely. Um, they're just, you know, we use the word in the industry, very very watchable, and and that's a. A quality that can be difficult to define, but you know it when you see it because you can even tell in auditions that the person that you just want to watch, you don't know what they're going to do next, and they just have this presence on screen that um, that is going to take over, and, and, and both um, Stefan and Sarah have that. Um, in a huge way. So, so I, you know, who knows where that career will go at, at young ages in both cases. They've just accomplished so much. And quite frankly, in so many cases, it all began with you, the very talented talent agent, Penny Noble. Thank you for joining us in conversation. Thank you. When we come back, an Emmy Award-winning casting director. This is In Conversation with Ann Romer. Is there someone you want to learn more about? Drop us a line. Info at 1059theregion.com. Ann Romer will be right back on 1059 The Region. Welcome back to In Conversation with Ann Romer on 1059 The Region. Well, first there's the talent, then the talent agent, and after that, the all-important casting director in The Chain of Command on the Pathway to Stardom. A four-time Canadian Screen Award winner, celebrated casting director Lisa Parison earned her first-ever Primetime Emmy last year in the Outstanding Casting for a Comedy Series category for Schitt's Creek. As a result, she is perhaps the most sought-after star maker in Canada. We are in conversation now with Lisa Parison. Welcome! Thanks so much, Anne. It's so great to be here. So the moment you heard your name at the Primetime Emmys, what did you think? Disbelief. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. it was, it's the biggest award that I could possibly ever dream of getting. And uh, it was just a disbelief. What does it mean to you 
personally and professionally. And I would think the reaction could be similar in some ways and different in others. So personally and professionally. Uh, professionally, I would say, as I, as I said earlier, it, it's the, the pinnacle of an award. So it was just a wonderful feeling personally as well. I just, I just felt so happy because it was so deserving to the cast, not so much me or John, but to the cast. Uh, it, was a, it is and was a phenomenal show and a phenomenal cast. So you and your then business partner, John Comerford, uh, you're also your life partner at that point. Uh, you were in charge of casting for Schitt's Creek. What was that like? And how is it that you dealt with Dan Levy, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara when it came to casting? Well, to be honest, they are the nicest group of people that you could ever imagine. And you would think that they would have egos you know, bigger than life because they've been in the business a million years and they are very uh, renowned, but it's, it's the complete opposite. They are the most kind, honest, generous people that you could ever want to meet. Um, my partner at that time, John, was the lead casting on that show, um, but I was there for the leads, the actual leads, um, Annie Murphy and... Um, Emily Hampshire, all of the other characters who just came together to fill such a most beautiful cast. Um, they, they are terrific, and they are terrific in everything that they did. So bringing them all together in one group was really lightning in a bottle. So Schitt's Creek was a Levy production, if you will. I believe it was the brainchild of Dan Levy. So did you reach out to Dan, Eugene, and Catherine O'Hara, or did they reach out to you in order to start this, this casting momentum? They reached out to us, and in fact, they had already, it was Dan and his dad that came up with the idea together, um, mostly Dan, of course, um, but Eugene, being the great dad that he is as well, um, went along with it, and they uh, got together a sizzle reel, so they had... Um, a group of actors. They didn't have Catherine at that time, but they had um, a, a different group of actors, and they had a different person playing the Annie Annie Murphy part. And they did, I think it was like a five-minute reel, and it was fantastic, just a little thing to sell the show. And that is sort of what, what spun it all off. And then they came to John and I, and said that they want to start casting this new series, and, and then it took off from there. How do you cast people around such luminaries like Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy? Very difficult. Dan Levy. It would be, because you want to find the right combination. So how do you do that? Well, it was a lot of mixing and matching, a lot of auditions. Um, we would do a lot of auditions and send them over to uh, Dan and Eugene, and they would comb through hundreds of, of people. And then we got to the stage of callbacks where we maybe narrowed it down to five people per role. And then they came in and they did chemistry reads with each other. And, and Dan really was the one behind all of it. He was the brainchild be, behind all of the casting. So did you see 
chemistry at certain points? I mean, did you feel it? Do you go with your gut or do you go with what the people, the principals, like in this case, Catherine, Dan and Eugene, what they're thinking? Which which is more important in the casting system? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, obviously, you don't present people that you don't think can do the role and, and aren't up to the challenge because then that would be just bad casting. Um, but it's, it's definitely uh, a collaboration. Um, and our part is bringing the people to the producers. Our part is making sure that everybody we bring is, is basically up to the challenge. And then it really it, it relies on the producers to make their decision because it's ultimately their show. So their vision and you know, especially in this case, it was their choice 100%. You are a very professional person, and I've noticed that you don't really have a social media presence. Why is that, Lisa? You know, I just, I don't really, it's funny that you ask that, Anne, because now I'm actually getting a website together. I've just never had the need to have one, and um, I guess we just keep getting our jobs by word of mouth, um, but we deal with a lot of American producers, so I think it's important for them to be able to see something tangible that we do instead of just a resume. So for the first time in my whole career, I'm going to put together a website, <laughs> and um, I'm not sure really what the content will be or or how involved it will be, but basically I just have been getting my jobs uh, by referral. So, you know, with this pandemic, we're all on social media more than ever. So I guess now, now's the time if there's any time. Let's go back in time together. And this is the part I always enjoy. You're so young anyway, but let's go right back to the beginning of, of how you started out in the business. Were you first and foremost a casting director or did you do something different to get into that side of the business? I definitely did not start as a casting director. I worked for an American producer, uh, well, actually two of them, Sonny Grosso and Larry Jacobson. They were um, the producers who brought Night Heat, uh, Diamonds, Hot Shots, Secret Service, so many series to Canada. And in fact, Night Heat was the first um, Canadian series to ever hit prime time on CBS. So it was pretty groundbreaking at that time. And I was Sonny's assistant. So I got to learn pretty much every facet of the business, um, the editing, the mixing, the sound, uh, the casting, the writing. Um, I, I just learned every single thing because Sunny touched on every part of the business. So it was the very best education I could have ever gotten. And when Sunny and Larry decided to leave Canada and go back to the U.S., um, I, I just thought to myself, what is the part that I really like the best of all the things that I learned? And it was really the casting. So um, it kind of gives me a little bit of everything. It gives me the creative. It gives me the, the, um, the freedom to have my own business. 
and to to kind of work and I say work when I want which is a bit of a laugh because mm-hmm. I work 24 hours a day basically <laughs> seven days a week and I always have but at least it's for yourself and I get such joy out of my job that it's it's been totally worth it for me let's talk about some of the the shows that you have cast and and movies as well but I think about award-winning bomb girls and Cardinal which was just it took the world by storm it's a fantastic series and Schitt's Creek of it course is. and one of my favorites and you know this uh good witch that is it's yes. a series that's been going on for years now and it's only getting better of which are you most proud do you think uh, honestly, I'm most proud of Bomb Girls. That was sort of my baby from the beginning. I I just love that show. I love the producers. I'm still working with the producers today. I'm working on a show with them now called The Coroner, and it's just going into its fourth season. But um, it was just a wonderful cast from the very beginning, this young bunch of women who uh, really came together and they became fast friends as well as being cast members. And I just feel like there was so much chemistry within the casting and it was kind of just a magical time for me. Um, It was our first award that we ever won and for for an ensemble casting and it was just I still, they're just actually rerunning it right now on CBC Gem, and it still holds up today. It's just a wonderful, heartwarming series, much like Good Witch that I know that you love. <laughs> it's one of my favorites, and you are one of yes. my favorite people on this planet. You know, you, know <laughs> you are a star maker, but you're also a star in your own right, and you are happy, hopeful, humble. That's what I've always admired about you, particularly the humble. Lisa Parison, award-winning casting director, thank you for lifting the veil just a little bit into your life and what it's like to be a top casting director in this country. Thank you for joining us in conversation. Thank you, Anne. I love you very much. Oh, and I love you too. Thank you. And I mean that. Thank you. Emmy-winning casting director Lisa Parison and top talent agent Penny Noble, thank you both for your hard work behind the scenes. Bye for now. Follow In Conversation with Ann Romer on Twitter at 1059 The Region. This is 1059 The Region.